Hi there, folks. Welcome to the program. This is Stinchfield, the podcast. Uh, Look, I told you that we have to get our hostages out. American hostages. I'm not talking about hostages in the Gaza Strip. I'm not talking about hostages in so-called Palestine. I'm talking about American hostages being held in American prisons across this country known as January 6th political prisoners. Uh, What they are doing to these political prisoners, the persecution of conservatives, to me is a travesty uh, of unbelievable proportions inside the United States. So I have vowed that I will never give up on them. There was a hearing in Washington where the uh, head of the Bureau of Prisons, uh, Director Peters, uh, went before Congress and Matt Gates questioned her. And it's a short interaction, about five minutes. I'm going to go through it because he directly questioned her about our friend. And yes, I say our friend of this program, Jonathan Strand, a man who is being held 30 plus months for doing his job. He was a bodyguard. They weighed into his case after throwing him in solitary confinement after he called into our Real America's Voice show. They threw him in solitary confinement for exercising his First Amendment rights. I feel horrible about it that I had any role in that. But we're going to go through it all, all right, today. And then uh, we'll get into some of the spending issues America has, uh, the situation with spending on Ukraine and money, and what is the biggest national security threat to Americans. Uh, We do that, thanks in part, because of Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com, they are fabulous guys. They are veteran-owned, 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com. With all the chaos... Really consider putting your money into precious metals, please. Um, So with that, let's get the party started. Uncensored and unapologetic, this is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, folks, I told you we have American hostages right here in this country that need to be released. I call them American hostages because they are prisoners, political prisoners being held on grounds that are unconstitutional, in my opinion. Talking about the January 6th prisoners that are spread around the country, certainly there's still some in the D.C. Gulag. You got guys like Jake Lang, who are now over a 1,000 days in prison and yet still no trial date set, being held in a facility that's a temporary holding pen, basically, for those awaiting trial in Washington, D.C. No one should have to be put through this. Then there's my friend Jonathan Strand, Jonathan Strand comes on the Real America's Voice show on numerous occasions, but the the moment he goes into prison, he ends up calling into our show. After he calls into the show, he gets his phone privileges taken away. So I'm going to get to Matt Gates and his questioning of the director of the Bureau of Prisons, but let's just show you what sparked all of this. So uh, So Jonathan Strand calls into the Real America's Voice show after he uh, checks himself in. I say checks himself in because he was released until Bureau of Prisons ordered him to report for his sentencing of 30-plus years, report for his incarceration. This is him calling into the show, uh, I guess it was maybe almost two months ago. 
a prison is no picnic. It's not, it's not comfortable. It's a, it's a painful experience, and it's a shock to the system for someone that has always been, of course, a law-abiding, upstanding citizen and uh, conducted themselves in such a way that this kind of environment is not natural or expected in any way. Uh, so if I knew it was coming, I knew that the uh, politicization of January 6th and the, and the Washington, D.C. district was such that they were, I was, uh, I was not innocent until proven guilty. I was guilty until proven convicted. And that's the case for just about every January 6th defendant. They were assumed to be guilty. There was no real fair trial whatsoever. The prosecution wasn't fair. The jury pool wasn't fair. The judges weren't fair. They tried all these cases in Washington, D.C. where it was impossible to get a fair trial. And they basically convicted all of them. On what? Obstruction of an official proceeding. That's the main conviction for most of these defendants. What did we just see a couple weeks ago? Where Rashida Tlaib was the ringleader of an obstruction of an official proceeding where no one was arrested for that. You had people outside the White House last weekend, outside the White House, screaming terroristic threats and chants, vandalizing statues and fences and putting graffiti, trying to climb the fence. Nobody charged them with uh, uh, insurrection, trying to take over the White House, take over the greatest country in the world by taking over the White House. Not that I believe they were actually going to be successful or doing that, but that's what they thought about January 6th defenders, and it was just as bogus. So when I say we live in a two-tiered system of justice, it's not just a two-tiered system of justice, it's a two-tiered country where there is one set of rules for one set of folks and another set of rules for conservatives, and conservatives get the short end of the stick. So John Strand comes on the program. He's in Miami at a level one prison, a, a hardcore prison. The next day, because of that phone call, they take away his phone privileges, okay? First off, you're allowed to talk to the media. Bureau of Prisons says that. They take away his phone privileges, cutting off his ability to communicate with the outside world. And let me say this about John Strand, a guy I've gotten to know. He was Simone Gold's bodyguard on January 6th. Simone Gold uh, has become a friend of this program, a friend of mine. She's uh, one of the founders of America's Frontline Doctors. She's also an attorney. Super bright lady. She was there to speak on January 6th, had a permit to speak on the on the Capitol steps. So John Strand's her bodyguard. They get swept into the Capitol. On video, there's no violence. There's no destruction of anything. There's no rabble rousing. There's no anything. And Simone Gold takes a plea deal. I think she got three months, served six weeks. She takes a plea. John Strand refused to take a plea because he was bold. That brings us to him making that phone call to us after being convicted, taking his phone privileges away. Well, Simone Gold comes on the program the next day, and she says, Grant, you won't believe it. His message to people was that appearing on your show really was not something that he was permitted to do. I don't fully understand this because in the Bureau of Prison, gov documents on their own website an inmate has a right to speak to the media so i don't understand this and i don't know enough details myself to know what happened but i know that he is no longer allowed to use the phone so as i pause it here the video that you see on next to dr gold is video of john strand and dr gold basically making their way through the capitol not doing anything their steps were tracked 
all the way through the Capitol. They have done nothing. So she spells it out. They take away his phone privileges. She comes on. The next day, they throw Jonathan Strand into solitary confinement. Solitary confinement. Which then brings us to what's going on with the situation with the Bureau of Prisons. And I'm going to play Matt Gates's interaction with the leader of the Bureau of Prisons. But first, folks, uh, I want to tell you about my friends over at Patriot Mobile. Um, PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant is where I want you to go. And the reason I want you to go there is we talk about a parallel economy. Um, give Patriot Mobile some support. Um, the woke mobile companies are spending a lot of money on causes we do not support. Patriot Mobile takes the exact opposite view. They take a portion of what you're paying them for cell phone service, and they put it to causes that support our veterans, support our first responders, support free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, all of these things. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Dependable nationwide coverage. I have a Patriot Mobile phone, and I'm so happy with it. My son has one, too. The best possible service in your area will be available to you, which is why they have a performance guarantee that no other cell phone company can offer you. 100% U.S.-based customer service. So here's the deal. Go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant. You can call them at 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant. Use promo code grant for free activation. And to make the switch today, again, promo code GRANT for free activation. All right, so I told you that um, I would go through some of Matt Gates's questioning of the director of the Bureau of Prisons. And so this was him on Tuesday, I believe it was. Um, take a listen. I was very heartened by your discussion of site visits to our prisons to get a firsthand understanding of what's going on there. Uh, sometimes members of Congress have had challenges doing that. Could you give us some advice if, if we wanted to glean those benefits and get... All right, first off, let me just say this. Sometimes members of Congress have had challenges. Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, these people have had huge challenges. They're not letting them in to visit with these prisoners. They have real concerns about the torture of prisoners like John Strand. That firsthand uh, experience, but what's the best way for us to go about that with your team? Thank you, Congressman. So if you have your team reach out to our Office of Legislative Affairs, we will be happy to make that arrangement. Thank you so much. Um, does the Bureau of... So that's interesting. They'll be happy to make the arrangement where before they don't want to uh, let them in. They've been blocking members of Congress every step of the way to investigate what I believe are real, true, strong allegations of abuse going in, on inside our federal prisons, specifically when it comes to J6 prisoners. But what I've learned about the J6 prisoners now leads me more to believe that the abuse may be going on for other prisoners as well. I think this is an abusive agency that is not doing their job literally to incarcerate prisoners, keep them there, Try to rehabilitate them. Ultimately, it is punishment. But you don't torture people inside prison. Of legislative affairs, we will be happy to make that arrangement. Thank you so much. Um, does the Bureau of Prisons retaliate against people based on, political, on, on constitutionally protected speech? I have been very clear that retaliation will not be stood for on my watch. 
And, and you're confident that that's being observed throughout the Bureau? I'm confident that message has been delivered, and if anyone engages in retaliation, we will hold them accountable. All right, so how do you explain what's going on to John Strand? See, I don't believe the prison guards, the correctional officers, just threw him into solitary confinement without administration saying put him in solitary confinement. I think what you probably have inside the Miami penitentiary, this level one facility where Jonathan Strand is, is a warden who is... Like every swamp creature, so connected to higher ups in Washington that either she got the direction or she took it upon herself to punish this J6er for speaking out to the media. You know, Jonathan Strand in his interview didn't even say anything bad about the, the prison guards. He didn't say anything bad about the correctional officers there. He didn't say anything bad about prison management. He just said prison's a tough place to be. That's not a revelation. We know prison is a tough place to be, yet they punished him for this. And the fact that they threw him into solitary confinement is an absolute travesty. Now, they're going to use a different term for solitary confinement because, you know, what does big government love to do? They love to rosy up all of the, the, well, they love to rosy up the truth. Are you familiar with the matter of John Strand? That name is not familiar to me now. So, Mr. Strand. So, first off, how is that name not familiar to her? And if I was Matt Gates, I would have said, Miss Peters, I sent you a letter about John Strand, which he did, and we'll hear him talk about it. She knows full well who John Strand is. She knows she's going to be asked about John Strand. There's been a lot of people writing letters on his behalf. If she doesn't know about him, she's incompetent. If she does know about him and she says she doesn't, then she's lying. Either way, it's really, really bad situation for her to be in. And was a witness at a hearing that we had uh, regarding some of the civil rights concerns of people who had interacted with the Department of Justice in January 6 uh, matters. He was convicted, sentenced, and is at FCI Miami. And I had received word that he had been placed into enhanced confinement and into higher acuity uh, secure, securing uh, as a consequence of information that others had put out on his Twitter feed. So is that something you, does that ring a bell to you? Congressman, I wouldn't be able to speak to an individual's um, circumstances regarding their behavior inside our institutions. What I can assure you is that if an individual is placed in our special housing unit, it would be for conduct that happened inside the institution. So she just gave it away. And unfortunately, Matt Gates didn't quite catch it for conduct that happened inside the institution. So Matt Gates, I believe, is under the impression that he was thrown into solitary confinement because he gave testimony before Congress months earlier. I don't believe that's why he was thrown into solitary. I fully believe he was thrown into solitary confinement because he came on the Real America's Voice show on Stinchfield. Simone Gold comes on to defend him after his phone privileges are taken away, and then the next day he's thrown into solitary. That is not a coincidence. He had already been in prison for two weeks leading up to the point where he called me. So no coincidence. She has nothing to do with Congress. She said it. An administrative hearing inside. Now, the federal government does nothing quickly. I can't imagine the Bureau of Prisons does anything quickly. Administrative hearing. John Strand came on the program, and two days later, he's in solitary confinement. You think they have a hearing in two days that quickly to throw him into their special housing unit? What a nice name for solitary, in the hole, in the shoe, as inmates call it.
So uh, we're going to continue with her testimony, folks, here, and, and more of Matt Gates questioning. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you about my friends over at Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com is the place I want you to go, 855-322-GOLD. These guys are veterans. They're super guys. I know them personally. I go out to dinner with them all the time. They're they're based in California, but they're real patriots. In fact, they have an office in Thousand Oaks. If you want to go visit them, if you're out that way, go pay them a visit. So many of my listeners and viewers of this podcast, of the TV show, of the radio program have used Midas Gold Group. They have been supporting me now for uh, years, and I'm so grateful for their support. And this really is a tribute to their commitment to freedom. Now, we see chaos in the world. We see inflation. We had more banks closing over the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you saw that, but they did. Centralized digital currency, all designed to take privacy, security, and safety away from you. Cash is no longer an option. Gold is where you want to be. MidasGoldGroup.com, MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD. Please pay them a visit. All right. Uh, I told you I would continue with Director Peter's testimony uh, before Congress and specifically with Matt Gates. So let's go back through this. So is, what's a special housing unit? Is that- a special housing unit is one of our uh, restrictive housing placements that could include disciplinary segregation, protective custody, um, and would house individuals that either were at harm to harm their, themselves or others or had actually engaged in misbehavior inside our institutions. All right, so misbehavior. Again, Misbehavior, I guess, under the BOP is calling a guy like Stinchfield live on air and explaining what your situation is like. To me, I don't call that misbehavior. I call that exercising your right to free speech. So you have a right to go to the phone. What does it matter what you're going out? They're taping every conversation. Bureau of Prisons doesn't have a right to literally muzzle you. But I guess apparently they think they do. What I'm worried about is that Mr. Strand gave us testimony about some of his concerns. And as you know, people give us testimony. We sort through what's right and wrong and should be acted on and shouldn't be acted on. It's not gospel. It's just testimony. Uh, But then thereafter, people were posting on some of his social media platforms his concerns about the treatment he'd received at the Bureau. And then I sent a letter to you concerned about that because, like you, I don't want anyone retaliated against for constitutionally protected speech. And, and thereafter, I got a letter back from the aforementioned Office of Legislative Affairs in your office, and they say, in part, Mr. Strand was moved to a secure housing unit with increased supervision and frequent employee contact on September 26, 2023, pending completion of an investigation. So I guess my question is, when, when someone, is that like akin to what we would normally think about as solitary confinement? Those words, secure housing unit with increased supervision and frequent employee contact? We would use the word restrictive housing. Okay. So what's this? So yes is the answer. Yes, that's solitary confinement. Why can't you just say that? We would use the term restrictive housing. Um, it's not restrictive housing. Uh, a prison is restrictive housing. You're restricted to the big house that you're in. Um, solitary confinement is being thrown in a hole, the shoe. And frequent employee contact, I wonder what that means. The guards check on you and look through a peephole to see if you're still alive. Because this guy's a non-violent, he was never violent toward anyone. So I'm just wondering why the, the assets that we fund for the highest acuity violent people would be used for this purpose. Uh, Congressman, we use that uh, special housing unit for individuals that 
um, engage in any sort of misconduct inside our institutions. I don't know what he, he was found to be guilty of by our hearings administrative process that would warrant his uh, need to go into restrictive housing. But I assure you we have administrative processes that people have to go through before those placements actually occur. Yeah, I- Give me a break. So found guilty, it makes it sound like it's a court of law. Are you telling me John Strand is allowed to have as an attorney come in and defend himself as to why he shouldn't have to go into the hole? No, that doesn't happen. This administrative process is a guard comes in and says he was on the phone. He called Real America's Voice. That guy Stinchfield who hates who hates big government. Let's throw him in the hole. Okay, sounds like a good idea. I promise you that's how it went down. Oh, by the way, this guy's a January 6th, or he's caused all kinds of problems for the elitist, our bosses up in Washington. You would think, though, that correctional officers would all be conservatives. You would think the correctional officers would side on the side of the January 6ers who were not there to break the law. They were up there to not, they were up there to embrace the Constitution and let their voices be heard peacefully and patriotically. Yes, I know. The, the, the West Terrace, there was a couple spots that got rough. But if you watched my previous broadcast on this issue, and I urge you to do that, there were pauses in the action. It's almost like it was they were conducting a dance between these Capitol officers and the J6ers. I get that you, you can't know the conditions of every single prisoner throughout the Bureau. This is one I've ripened and sent to you because I am worried that throughout our, DO, our Department of Justice and, and what we've endured, that there are some people who are sort of being used as pawns and they're being mistreated in order to send a message to other people. And I'm grateful that you've said here that is not your doctrine. You don't want to see that happen. But you also haven't been able to share with us an entire confidence that that isn't happening in some cases. And I'm worried that it's, it's happening here. Have you heard of the matter of Owen Schreyer? No, that name is not familiar to me. Very similar fact pattern. You know, somebody who'd sort of spoken out, was, was prominent in the public, was convicted as a consequence of activities on January 6th and now feels as though there's specific Bureau of Prison retaliation. I don't think any group of people should be retaliated against, so I look forward to taking you up on the offer to perhaps go in a, and, and do some site visits and, and see how people are being treated and get that information directly. So I, I hope I get prompt cooperation from OLA. I hope you do too. And I think it's imperative that you go on those site visits. Now, Simone Gold, I told you about, who John Strand was the bodyguard of, she's been assigned to John Strand as part of his legal team. She's a lawyer. They have blocked her access. And I didn't tell you this. After they pull away his phone privileges, after they throw him in solitary confinement, I get an email from the Bureau of Prisons that says John Strand has removed you from his contact list. Now, there's no way John Strand removed me from his contact list. Okay? There's no way. John Strand had his contact list purged by the Bureau of Prisons. This is my belief. And so you tell me how that's constitutionally protected. Just because you're in prison doesn't mean you can't talk to who you want to talk to. Now, I get if if you're a mobster and the judge puts an order that you can't associate with other mobsters, well, then fine. But I wasn't at J6. I wasn't there on January 6th. I'm... I guess you could consider me a mobster, a make America great again mobster. Only we don't break the law. We 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 embrace it. So um, what's happening to these January 6th defendants is a travesty. 
We've got to stay on top of it. This Owen Schreyer that uh, they mentioned there, he was a journalist, somewhat high-profile guy. He got 60 days, and they threw him in solitary confinement too, and apparently he's going to have to ride out his 60 days in solitary. Now, 60 days you can do, that's a long time. I couldn't imagine being locked in a closet for 60 days. That'll make your mind go crazy, right? But what about three years? That's basically what John Strand has. To me, uh, it's disgusting, and it is a travesty of justice. Um, folks, you see this shirt I'm wearing? Join or die, it says. Flag on the, sh- oh, not on that shoulder. Flag on this shoulder. Uh, you see that? That is a Defender Gear shirt. Join or die. It's the snake split up into the colonies, and it's a Benjamin Franklin cartoon. And these are the types of shirts you will get uh, when you buy Defender Gear apparel. Defender-Gear uh, is the place that I want you to go. Here's the website. Uh, Defender-Gear.com forward slash Grant. Use the promo code GRANT15 for 15% off. And um, they got all kinds of shirts. So the great thing about Defender Gear is that it's like being part of a family, like being part of a team. It's making a statement to say, you know what? I, I am not going to back down. I'm not going to give my country up easily. We're not going to roll over for a tyrannical government. And you wear shirts like this that say join or die. Everybody in America knows exactly where you stand. It's a patriotic philosophy, Defender Gear. It's not just a shirt, which is why I want you to go get one, two, three, four. Christmas is coming up. Great designs. I wear this under a blazer all the time, too, by the way. Defender-Gear forward slash Grant. Uh, Grant 15 is the promo code for 15% off. So um, when you wear this, you become part of Liberty's Defenders, okay? That's really what I believe. On my Instagram, I think I still have Defender of Liberty as one of my jobs. LinkedIn. When I wear this shirt, I'm telling the world I'm a Defender of Liberty. So it's not talk. It's about backing up the mission, and that's what Defender Gear does. Defender-gear.com forward slash Grant. Use promo code GRANT15 for 15% off. Start getting your Christmas presents now, folks. I love the guys at Defender Gear, and I love the shirts. This is awesome. All right. Moving forward now. um, In Washington... We have a lot of problems. We have a lot of problems on the international front. Uh, Speaking of the other American hostages we still have in Israel, let me just say something. I I think Israel has made a decision, and I say this with a very heavy heart. I don't blame them for making this decision. I don't hold them uh, in any disregard for making this decision, but it is a brutally hard decision to make. I think Israel has decided that they are going to sacrifice these hostages to send a message to terrorists, don't ever take hostages again because you're not going to be able to use them as human shields because we're going to kill you. And they are not going to engage in a ceasefire. They're not going to engage in a negotiation for these hostages. Joe Biden says, oh, give us 15 hostages and we'll push a ceasefire. Israel is not going to agree to that. It's not happening. The reason why we are in this position is because of Biden weakness. So if you notice what Joe Biden's doing now, on day one, on October 8th, he comes out and he talks about strong support for Israel. Now, no matter what you believe about Israel, I know there are some conservative factions that don't want to give any money to Israel. I'm a big believer of no money to Israel, 
but I am a believer of military help and uh, and Iron Dome rockets. I'm a believer of letting us send our F-35s in and target Hamas targets. I have no problems with that. I didn't have a problem with taking out Iranian uh, oil refineries and nuclear facilities as Americans. But I don't want any money to go there. But there are others who say no help for Israel whatsoever. But if you put that aside, I just want you to go from a sheer leadership standpoint. You can't take no side, okay? And that's what Joe Biden has basically now done. When he sides with the Palestinians of trying to get them aid, then claiming he sides with Israel, but also wanting to handcuff two arms behind their backs, you're not taking a side. You're flapping out in the wind, and our enemies take advantage of that. Case in point, Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State. We need to do more to protect Palestinian civilians. We've been clear that as Israel conducts this campaign to defeat Hamas, how it does so matters. I've seen images, too, of Palestinian children, young boys and girls, pulled from the wreckage of buildings. When I see that, when I look into their eyes through the TV screen, I see my own children. All right, so what about the Israeli children? What about American children? They're dying of fentanyl. Everybody is concerned about kids. War is brutal. War is horrific. More often than not, good people die during war. More often than not, innocent people die during war. Now, it's easy for me to say from a studio in Texas where I don't really face any any threat of a bomb or a Tomahawk missile coming through my roof and taking me out. I get that. But with that said, you've got to stop it from happening ever again. The only way to stop Hamas and these terrorists, I'm telling you, is to wipe them out, stomp on them like cockroaches. So this is a theme that Joe Biden's people are pushing. Um, This is uh, Quentin, uh, Joe Biden's campaign manager, who's also pushing for the same thing. And, And this means if it's a campaign guy saying it, this means this is part of Joe Biden's strategy, which happens to be no strategy at all. On one hand, um, you see that uh, Hamas uh, had a, a terrorist attack on Israel. Israel has the right to defend itself, uh, but the way in which they defend themselves uh, is very critical here. Um, the president has also... Wait, the way in which they defend themselves is critical? No. You defend yourselves with brutal force, overwhelming might. ...called for uh, humanitarian pauses and humanitarian aid into Gaza. He's doubled down on the fact, both him and the vice president, that the fact that anti-Semitism, Islamophobia has no place um, in uh, the American political system. Come on, man. This humanitarian pause amounts to a ceasefire. It's not going to work. It's a ploy. And now at the same time, when I tell you about weakness, you've got, you've got Iran backed militia groups attacking U.S. troops in places all across the globe. Joe Biden and his don't do it mantra is not working. Well, John Kirby, one of the chief spokespeople for Joe Biden, was asked about the don't do it. We've heard Secretary of Defense say whatever, don't do it. Joe Biden says my message to Iran, don't. That's not a message. Come on, you, you can't think Madison Avenue in, in New York, the 
advertising capital of the world, you can't hire them to come up with a better phrase than don't do it. I mean, even Dirty Harry's go ahead and make my day is way better than don't do it. John Kirby. On, on the Iranian proxies, um, why isn't the president's message of don't getting through that? You'd have to talk to the, 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 the proxies there. What I would tell you is that uh, they continue to attack American troops and facilities at their own peril. He doesn't answer the question, does he? Why is it not working? Because they don't think you're, you're, you're a brutal killer, John Kirby. They don't think Americans are brutal killers and will wipe anybody out that threatens us, our nation, or our families. That's how we have to be feared by evil people. Let them know we will do horrific things to them. We will make them pay for just their threats against Americans. And Iran continues to threaten Americans, and yet the Biden administration does nothing. And don't think we'll be drawn into World War III. We will not. China doesn't want to tussle with us as much as it's making waves. It's pushing to see how far China can go. How far? Let's go a little bit further. Let's go a little bit further. Next thing you know, they got Taiwan surrounded. I mean, that's what's happening right now. Taiwan is surrounded by a Chinese Navy that's bigger than the U.S. Navy, by the way. All of that is serious, serious trouble. So this gets into where's our money going inside the United States? Um, How are we spending it? We got Ukraine issues. They want billions for Israel. Everybody but the people that need it, the people of Maui need it, the people on the border need it. America needs it to secure our borders, but no. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine still is what everyone's talking about. Uh, I'm going to play a clip of what the new speaker thinks is the greatest threat to America and what Chuck Schumer has to say about all of that. But uh, but before we do that, folks, I want to remind you that uh, there is a great movie out. It's called Police State. My buddy Dinesh D'Souza has put these things together, and it is about the government's relentless persecution of conservative folks in America, the MAGA movement in particular. So we know that America is becoming a police state. We see it. I just talked about Jonathan Strand this January 6th. That is evidence of a police state. The FBI is no longer focusing on things it should and instead turning its eyes onto all of you. That is a police state. Totalitarianism has taken over for capitalism. That is a police state. Conservative Americans are now looked at like criminals. It is a police state. So you need to go see this movie, all right? And if you demand freedom, know they're coming after you. So again, policestatefilm.net is the website, policestatefilm.net. You can buy it or stream it now, policestatefilm.net. And I just saw one of the big uh, retail chains refuses to sell police state film um, because of, of course, it spreads the truth. Policestatefilm.net, policestatefilm.net. Thank you, Dinesh D'Souza, for another great piece of work. Um, All right, Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. What does he have to say about our greatest national security threat? We are in dire straits as a nation. And if you talk to leaders at the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Pentagon, if you ask them what the greatest threat is to our national security, you would expect, most people expect they'd say China, Russia, Iran, terrorism. They say it's the national debt. We have to address it. Well, the national debt is a huge piece of the threat we face in America. 
we're not able to fund our military the way it should be. We're, we're not securing our borders the way it should be. But this actually gets me back to what I believe is the number one national security threat in America, and that is Joe Biden. That is the man who calls himself president. The man who calls himself president is the national security threat to America for multiple reasons. First and foremost, he's a dementia patient. He doesn't have the wherewithal to lead a nation like America. He certainly doesn't have uh, uh, to lead it effectively, and he is not feared by our enemies because of his dementia. The other reason, of course, is I think there is a clear and compelling evidence that Joe Biden is compromised. He is on the take. Our enemies have bought him off. China, Russia, Ukraine, all these countries are sending Hunter Biden, the Biden family, money through all these shell companies. Joe Biden is compromised. That makes him a national security threat. Then, of course, you have the woke culture that he pushes. When you have a woke culture that is talking about maternity flight suits and drag queen shows on military bases, you think that's preparing us for war? I I just had a conversation with a a producer of mine on the radio program. His name's Radar. He got kicked out of the military because he refused to take the vax. And he says, the military gives you a day off on your birthday. On your birthday. Now, you think Xi Jinping is giving his military members a day off on their birthday? I don't think so. I don't need a day off on my birthday, folks. I got too big a fish to fry. I got lots of fights to end. And taking a day off on my birthday is not going to get me there any quicker. But this is it. Joe Biden, to me, is the greatest national security threat that we face. And then, of course, we're going to battle all this out, this debt, as we two weeks away now, I guess it is, from this deadline for government spending. And I say shut her down, use it as a bargaining chip. If we have to, let's do it. A lot of this surrounds Ukraine. And uh, listen to Chuck Schumer on that. Yesterday, a group of Senate Republicans released a proposal for border security that they want in exchange for Ukraine funding. And they know full well what they came up with is a total non-starter. Making Ukraine funding conditional on the hard right border policies that can't ever pass Congress is a huge mistake by our Republican colleagues. What are hard right border policies, by the way? Finish the wall. It's not hard right. Fences work. It's why we have them around our properties. It's why we lock our doors at night. This stuff works. Remain in Mexico while your asylum claims are adjudicated. You stay in Mexico. You don't get to come in until we decide whether or not it's valid. It's not hard right. That's common sense. Deport you if you are a criminal right away. It's not hard right. Start putting people in jail when they commit crimes, especially illegals. Let them serve out their crime and then send them back to their home country. The Biden administration isn't doing any of these things. Uh, Let Border Patrol actually start arresting people and deporting people on the spot. But we're not doing that either. These are not hard right policies. So I would only disagree with my Republican colleagues. I guess they're not my colleagues because they're members of Congress and I'm not. But as Republicans, we're all colleagues. I would say, why are you offering a deal on Ukraine? Ukraine should get no money. It should be border security, a border security alone. No money for Ukraine. Absolutely zero. And I would stand firm on that. All right, folks. Um, you know, we talk about a parallel economy. As I end the show here, don't forget mypillow.com forward slash grant. Use the promo code grant for big discounts. 
Uh, you got great savings using promo code Grant. I use the slippers all the time. I got the Giza sheets. I got the pillow. I got blanket. I got so much stuff from Mike Lindell over my pillow, and it's all great. And Christmas is coming. Uh, I will be sending folks my pillow Christmas gifts uh, in short order. So uh, give him a visit, mypillow.com forward slash Grant. And then, of course, folks, grantstinchfield.com. Uh, grantstinchfield.com is where you can watch these episodes. You go back and review all the links to, to uh, all the platforms where the show airs. Are there subscribe to the audio podcast too as well if you can that's apple spotify anywhere you get your podcasts um grantstinchfield.com is the website grantstinchfield.com if you're watching this live on rumble on getter on facebook like the video now share the video and uh and i'm grateful so we will see you tonight on the real america's voice show 7 p.m eastern time with that stinchfield's army rolls